0: Hey folks, before we get started, I wanted to discuss our brand new sponsor here at The Brian Nichols Show. And it's one you are familiar with because it is the one and only We Are Libertarians Network. But I have a little bit of a surprise. Yes, we have merch. The We Are Libertarians store is alive and active and it can be found in the show notes. And guys, oh my goodness, we have some fantastic... Um, some fantastic shirts, uh, so we have some weird libertarian shirts uh, both with the new logo um, that was re- recently designed But also the the uh, the old og logo it's one with the Statue of Liberty um, and the sunburst. Uh, we also have uh, I, uh, I heart roads or I heart my roads uh, my road um, yours truly the Brian Nichols show We have our brand new super super schmexy Brian Nichols show logo there on a, a couple of shirts um, We have polos. We have uh, posters. We have magnets. We have masks Masks are pretty much mandatory everywhere. If you need a mask, get a Brian Nichols show mask or a We Are Libertarians mask. If you need a coffee cup or a a knit beanie. I call them a toque up in northern New York. But everybody says I'm an idiot because I say toque and not beanie. Whatever. But you can get that too. And it does say We Are Libertarians, of course. Um, Gingerarchy has uh, some, uh, some great shirts there as well. Another one of our fantastic shows. So click the link in the show notes. Support the We Are Libertarians store. But support your friends here at Weird Libertarians by rocking some awesome merch. So, with that, on to the show. Can I pause for a second and and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes, like, homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. July fourth is just around the corner. What? When did that happen? I I genuinely I I so I was planning uh, ahead because obviously July fourth is coming up here in in a week in a in a day a week and a day which is wild next uh, Saturday, and and I then I said that out loud next Saturday is July fourth and it kind of it hit me um that we are already over halfway through 2020 now I don't know if this is anybody else out there but like time doesn't exist. Apparently during a, a COVID pandemic lockdown. Um, because I, I don't remember six months going by. Um, obviously we are six months into, uh, actually almost seven months now into the, uh, the great year that is 2020. Uh, but I remember maybe one or two of them. Uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm hoping guys fingers crossed. And, and obviously right now we're seeing some upticks in, in COVID cases across uh, a lot of those states that didn't get COVID at first. I, I would say approach this with some, some caution, but also, with a little bit of uh, some objectivity, right? More testing is going to be out there, but also um, these are places that didn't get hit first. So it's it's kind of going in line with the idea that maybe the Sweden model was right. Uh, you know, the Herdman uh, immunity approach, kind of approach that Kyle Varner was talking about, Dr. Kyle Varner here in the show, and also, um, you know, talking about the economic consequences too. What would happen um, if we were to go back and do another lockdown? And what were the uh, consequences of the lockdown to begin with? And these are questions you've been asking yourself. You can go back and listen to some great episodes, um, but also looking ahead, we have some phenomenal, Episodes coming up that I will discuss as we uh, we get towards the end of the show uh, is a nice little tease there. Uh, But for today, folks, you are joining the show because you saw the name of the guest and you said, "Really? Yes, Mark Loebliner from uh, Tiger Fitness MTS Nutrition." Now, now, Mark actually had a viral tweet um, that that went all over the interwebs, specifically over on Twitter, obviously being that of a tweet, and it was one saying, I'm not Trump's base, not even close. I just can't uh, ride with nearly everything the Democrat Party stands for anymore. I wonder how many independents are like me. Now, I said, hey, check out my girl, Joe Jorgensen, um, to which I didn't realize until Mark came on the show that Mark actually was an OG uh, libertarian um, and actually was a a libertarian uh, party member up until 2016. So Mark joins the show today to kind of discuss right now uh, what it's like to be politically homeless. But there's a lot of people out there who are much like Mark and they're looking for alternatives out there. And hey, the LP has a chance to be that, uh, that alternative. But for some reason, it's really not attracting people like Mark. And actually in cases like Mark, it's pushing people like him away. So what can the LP do to better attract people like Mark? Um, but also folks out there who are politically homeless and are looking for a party that will represent, uh, it, what common sense, objectivity? It seems like things the Libertarian Party has been, uh, pretty good at, at expressing, uh, well, At least we know that we believe it. It's a matter of maybe better selling it. So. Hey, Mark is the, uh, the, uh, here, we'll go through really quick Mark's bio here because Mark does have a, a very impressive bio. Now, now Mark is, uh, the, the head of, uh, of marketing over at Tiger Fitness, but he's also, um, the, the CEO of MTS Nutrition. Now MTS Nutrition is a, another part of, uh, of Tiger Fitness and really it does, it, actually I, I was telling him after the show, I utilize, um, some of his products specifically, um, I use, uh, is, uh, their, their product Vasky because it is a stimulant free, um, Pre-workout. It's great stuff. Um, so anyways, long story short, uh, he's got a lot of experience in marketing, but also in sales because, I mean, marketing basically is a, is a subcategory, subcategory, partners, Best friends with sales. Are we best friends, marketing and sales? I think we're pretty darn close. Um, hey, I, I I sometimes do marketing and sales. It's, it's yeah, what you gotta do. We're going on a rant here. Mark is coming on the show today to really focus, number one, into um, that alternative that is out there, hopefully being that libertarian party. Um, but also, we do finish up the show focusing on that of your professional bodybuilder, but also the folks that are out there who really do focus on taking care of themselves do they tend to lean more conservative and libertarian, or is that just a, a myth out there? Mark goes ahead and uh, does dissects that for us in detail. So with that being said, on to the show, Mark Lobliner here on The Brian Nichols Show.
1: Hey, hey thank you so much for having me, sir. Absolutely, Mark. Well, so
0: you, you came to my attention. I'm, dry, I'm, I'm you know, dri- driving through the, the, the wild place that is Twitter nowadays. It seems like it's getting okay. more and more toxic by the day. And then yes. I, I see a tweet. And it's a tweet that it it really spoke to me. And I know it spoke to a lot of my, uh, my peers. And I say that as someone who's a, I would say a millennial, but also someone who's a libertarian, Um, you know, we're, we're the third party out there. And a lot of people were looking for alternatives. And your, uh, your tweet was, I'm not Trump's base, not even close. I can't just hide with nearly everything the Democrat party stands for anymore. I wonder how many independents are like me. And, and I, I, I said, "Wow, you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, uh, my libertarian party and I'm thinking, "Hey, maybe we are the uh, the alternative. We are the answer here." So so Mark, to start out, let let's kind of set the stage here. We started up the conversation. I learned that you used to be a libertarian and um for folks who maybe are not aware of your your background, you're you're very prominent in in the fitness industry, bodybuilding industry. Um you're you're the the marketing I think you're chief marketing officer, correct for tigerfitness.com?
1: Yes, nutrition. I created the outright bar. I formulate products, make, taste, make them taste good. I'm also a professional bodybuilder, but I own multiple businesses inside and outside the fitness industry. So I would be what you'd consider a you know, prototypical libertarian, a man who likes freedom as a bodybuilder. You know, bodybuilders like steroids. We want freedom. To eat. We love drugs. We love us some drugs. Um, We like freedom. We like guns. You know, it's, it's an industry which believe it or not, is is based on a lot of freedoms, a lot of um, free thinking. It's always been an outlier kind of circus, um, kind of circus sideshow industry, which libertarianism is about freedom. And if you talk to most even conservative or even liberal um, bodybuilders, they're usually very libertarian-esque in their real thoughts. I think mm-hmm. a lot of truth comes into play, as with anybody nowadays,
0: yeah, for sure. And, and I noticed, you know, you're you're retweeting a lot of folks that I'd say libertarians would be yeah. more allies with. And and I think right now, especially in twenty twenty, Mark, we, we're at a unique opportunity where I think the Libertarian Party can reach a lot of people that otherwise they traditionally wouldn't reach. Now I go back to 2016 and it's funny that you mentioned that b- before the show, that kind of was like the, the tipping point for you where we did have, you know, governor Gary Johnson and then governor uh, Bill Weld who were leading the ticket as the presidential and vice presidential uh, candidates respectively. And you, you, you know, you were candid in saying they, they, they weren't, they, they weren't the, the right face for the party. They, and They really did represent libertarianism in not a, a an ideal way. And, it did turn off a lot of people, but even despite that, we we still end up having the, the highest electoral success we've ever had. So it really created this this schism in the LP going forward into twenty twenty. And it was well, what's the, the what's the, the role this year of the LP? Is it to win? Uh, actual when I say win, actually get more votes, or is it to win people over to the ideology? So let's kind of set the stage here. Um, you know, for for you, Mark, obviously being somebody who's involved in the ideology and and you 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 know this the, the principles and you you kind of know the politics of the the movement, obviously. What's the role um, from somebody who also is successful in business of the Libertarian Party? Are we are we supposed to win people over or are we actually supposed to win some elections?
1: So here's the issue. 2016 was the perfect striking point for Libertarian Party. You had two candidates, one who was wildly unpopular, so unpopular she lost to Donald Trump. The other was a guy who had no political history, no real political allies and had, you know, no track record, no proven track record and was historically a Democrat. So it was the perfect opportunity for libertarians to actually win. And I was, you know, I remember at that time I was on Facebook a little bit and I kept my political opinions for the most part to myself. And, you know, with success comes brave, uh, braveness. And I think um, I've become somewhat successful where I have the whole, I don't give an F kind of attitude right now. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, we need discourse. We need to discuss things. We can't just be tribalistic and follow what our great, media rulers say we need to follow we need to question things so i started inviting dialogue and i remember i was big on gary johnson i was like dude this is the year for libertarians to take the country we have the two weakest candidates in the history of the, I don't, in my history i mean such a weak um presidential field where you literally have a uh, the literally the worst person i think I mean, Hillary has to be one of the most evil people who's ever walked this earth. And then Donald Trump, who's Donald Trump, who the hell thought he would be president, right? Not not even him. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have Gary Johnson, literally didn't read any newspaper, didn't know where Aleppo was. And granted, before that stuff happened, nobody else did either. But it was like on the front page of every newspaper, every website for like a month straight, the whole Syria thing. And you know and then he played that whole I'm dying from marijuana thing and Bill Weld actually during his campaign backed Hillary it was just the most horrible thing and I said after that I'm like dude libertarian party set themselves back you might have gained more of but that just shows you how it could that could have been the third party election that was our opportunity or America's opportunity to end the two party system and libertarian mm-hmm. dropped the ball no one expected the Green Party to do anything. The Green Party is stupid. But libertarians actually, I, I guarantee you most Americans, if you actually pulled them on what they want, they want to be left alone and they want their freedoms. Most Americans are probably overwhelmingly libertarian, but unfortunately we're stuck in a two-party system and the Libertarian Party has yet to really garner any leadership to take them into the this, this generation. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, you want to see a groundswell Look what Ron Paul did as a Republican. I remember kids, millennials, wearing Ron Paul sweatshirts, and he's the dorkiest guy who's ever lived.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: we, no, it's true. We need that kind of energy. We need a Ron Paul who's willing to lose an election but get the message across, and we have yet to find that within the libertarian Party. say we collectively as a country, not as a libertarian. We need a third party. This is ridiculous. 350 million people, we got to those two um convalescent home belonging weirdos runner. i mean this is
0: crazy well it it, it is crazy i I think mark honestly a lot of people agree with you and and i mean obviously that that tweet that sparked my attention it was a viral tweet you know sixty one thousand favorites i think it was on twitter and and it was one of those things where i i see i see the demand and i see that there's a lot of people out there who are echoing the same sentiment and yet it seems that there there continuously is this this I don't know what it is. There's, there's this is something in the way that stops the LP from actually connecting with your average voter, and I personally believe it's a lack of of marketing and a lack of communicating. Now, how how perfect? I mean, obviously, not only are you a libertarian that's per, you know in in a professional industry, but you happen to focus on marketing. So let's kind of dig into marketing. Tiger Fitness is easily one of the, the top brands in the, in the fitness industry. So you you know a thing or two about marketing. So Mark. What would be your 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 shall we say free consulting advice here to the Libertarian Party? What should be the the best solution um, for the Libertarian Party to actually reach some people and uh, maybe make a lasting impression on them that will uh, keep them on for the long term?
1: So I'm going to just bring this up as someone who's on the outside looking. Actually, I'm kind of I'm on the inside as you get because I'm a business owner and every time something passes, I either have Obamacare trying to you know Obamacare literally raised my health. Now we provide all of our employees health care free gym memberships, dental 401k match. Like we are honestly like, I would want to work for us. We are awesome. <laughs> it is an awesome place to be. And Obamacare for lesser coverage, penalized me for doing that and raised my premiums 48%. And I gave my, my employees literally had worse, way worse coverage for, and it was in the cost of food, and I cover all of that for them and their families. So I'm like, okay, well that's a good thank you from the government for being a good individual. You're welcome. Um, You know, what the Libertarian Party needs to do is actually win. Nobody wants to look. This is a very critical election. And especially with everything going on with the restlessness in the streets, with the the Democrats literally encouraging people to burn stuff down. um, I've never seen a party not speak up against what's happening. That's what's crazy is that you have literally businesses as a libertarian. Libertarians should be speaking out, throwing things right now. I mean, you have businesses that are just getting destroyed and they don't have riot insurance. They don't have looting insurance. That's not covered by a standard policy, but none of these idiots in office realize that because none of these ass clowns have ever owned a company. They're idiots. Mm -hmm. Would you trust me to operate on you if I've never gone to medical school or ever even seen a cadaver? And you have these government officials governing business, which is the, the backbone of American society, and they've never run a business. That's the thing. Libertarians, the problem is nobody, everybody looks at every election. Like if we lose this election, the world's going to end. It happened. Obama v. Romney, the world didn't end when Obama was in office. Okay. And nothing's going to change your day to day, whether Obama, whether Biden wins or Trump wins is not going to change. Because as you learn more than ever, the one thing I like about Trump is he has really been abiding by the 10th amendment. And That's the huge thing. He hasn't gotten involved and done an Abraham Lincoln and just gone and waged war on states that aren't following what he wants to do. Um, I don't know if, as a libertarian, you're kind of happy with that, but I sure am.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Um, sure.
1: I I mean, everybody's yelling at, why don't you do something in Seattle? Because he's not supposed to. You know, unless they ask for his help. He's not supposed to do anything. So I think libertarians need to stop playing this, you know, we got to get this vote so we get in a, a debate and say, look, guys. We're going to win. Like, we need to win. We need to have a winning mentality. If you want to be a third party, you can't go with the whole, well, sacrifice this election. So maybe in 12 years, people care. I don't give a shit what happens 12 years from now. I want to know what's going to happen in 2020. So look, nobody, and, and the thing is, nobody sees Joe as a a viable candidate right now. I mm. didn't know who he was till like a week ago.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. no, it, it's sad, and it's um, it's something that I'm actually hearing uh, quite a bit. And actually, I had Matt Kibby on the show, um, great friend of the show. And, and one thing he he mentioned is that he was actually doing a little experiment himself, and he was looking to see uh, if he could find kind of Joe Jorgensen in the wild the most. So he purposely was not following any of her, any of her social media, um, not you know following her her running mate Spike Cohen's um, content at all, and just wanted to see regular people in his average everyday life who would share, you know, something of hers. And, and, you know, he, to you know his confession, he said he hadn't really seen anything to that point. And I, I wonder, you know, I, I think you're, you're touching on a sentiment mark and it is that people are looking for, a, a alternative, but they're looking for a winner, and I've actually mentioned this to the, to um, some some higher ups in the LP, and that you know nobody's going to want to go to become a member of the Libertarian Party because if the Libertarian Party is approaching things, you know, just really pussyfooting around the issues and focusing on on just you know basically having this this mental circle jerk, it's like well what, what's the what's the actual goal of the LP? Is is it to actually win elections or is it to have you know the, these deep philosophical conversations? And I'm sorry, we've been doing that for forty years, and we have the infrastructure in place, we have think tanks whether it, your Cato, Mises—I don't care. Like you have the op- the options out there now. It's now it's on us to actually be the political arm, as per you know what a political party is supposed to do, and win elections. Because I see people like you, and I see people. You know, I would I would say dare you know, dare say the conservatarians that are out there who are politically homeless, and they're looking for that you know that that place that they can at least feel somewhat welcome. But the Libertarian Party has simply made it more difficult for them to uh, to come in. So I guess. With my my question going towards that that being said is for those conservatarians out there is it is the Libertarian Party going to be an alternative that you think uh, could be a, a viable alternative in the future or do you think maybe it's time for like this this Whig moment a, a third party just kind of comes out of the woodwork out of nowhere takes things by storm and actually does resonate with quite a few Americans out there and aside the Whig Party it was the old Whig Party and it became what was the GOP um, that that caught the world by storm there back in eighteen sixty and eighteen sixty so um, with that Mark thoughts. Yeah.
1: My, th- my thoughts are quite simple. Um, when, when when, you go to do anything in life, like you don't, you don't go for second place. You don't go for anything. And I agree. The, the one memory I have of the Libertarian Party, when I first moved to Illinois in 2013, I since moved, I'm in Tennessee now, a bastion of freedom, right? Um, Illinois is just a, an asshole, if you know what I mean. So um, I remember I moved there and there was a parade, a St. Patrick's Day parade. The Libertarian Party was in the parade. It was a bunch of weirdos dressed up as American, like, like revolutionaries, right? I'm like, dude, nobody's gonna resonate with that. Like you're scaring every demographic. Like this isn't a World War II reenactment. Like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> like it was like it was like a, it was like kids playing dress up. They were all creepy old old guy, old white guys. It was just weird. And that's not what well, I wouldn't want to roll with that. I don't want that stigma. And honestly, if you wanna win, you gotta get celebrity, dude. Donald Trump could have won as a libertarian. Yep. he just a Republican. You need somebody who has a following, who's not afraid to get out there and stump and beat and hump. And I'm telling you, jo- Jorgensen, No offense to you, I have more of a chance of having Carrie Underwood streak through my house naked right now. Which, by the way, she does live down the road in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> and then my wife making out with her. That, by the way, that's a great visual right now. But nonetheless, what what I'm saying is she has no chance. And right now at this at this pivotal place. When you literally have one party calling for the destruction of American history, you have to vote where you can actually make a difference. We don't have time to give up four years. We can't do that right now. So as someone like me who's watching a group, Black Lives Matter, and I'm all for Black Lives Mattering. I, I have business partners who march and everything. I'm all for peaceful protesting. We can all agree on that. I don't like Black Lives Matter as a group. Cause they're all about the dismantling of the nuclear family, which I think's one of the main issues we're in this predicament to begin with. Yeah. And we need a winner. We need someone who has that F you attitude to go out there to cause a ruckus, to get other people with them and pull what Donald Trump did to the GOP. And that's when the Libertarian Party, or whatever third party it is, wins, is when we get someone who's willing to make a ruckus. And Gary Johnson got more press. Than any libertarian in the history of of running, as far as my lifetime, I don't know about you. Yeah, no. Well, I'm thinking
0: like off the top of my head because you're you're talking about like a libertarian celebrity. I'm like, well, who who could be our libertarian celebrity? And I'm thinking, you know, the, the maybe the biggest names that are out there like a Vince Vaughn, maybe. Um, I I and, and with that, I'm not sure would would Vince Vaughn ever want to run for for you know political office? And then I think the part of the problem maybe Mark and, and it's that politics itself is just not a good breeding ground for good people. And it seems like the good people tend to want to stay out of that mess. So I guess, you know, how, how can we as, as Liberty loving and folk, and and actually people who are doing, you know, we're doing what we're, we're preaching in, in our private sector and we're having success. How can we go out of our way and try to, to get folks who are, you know, the influencers in the, in the libertarian movement to actually be the, the people who are going to, you know, actually take the step and be the, uh, the political faces for the party and actually, maybe maybe make some political difference
1: you know what you you just have to get people on board with it you have to get people who are willing look I've I've already committed basically after you know I think within the next probably two to four years you know I'm I'm done I, I mean I'm gonna sell my maybe it depends but things happen but I might not own my companies and that's when this country's been good to me man my mom a first generation American my mom immigrated here from um, Poland via Israel served the Israeli defense force you know, I know how good this country is. This country's been amazing to my family and I. An idiot like me, who grew up with not with not the greatest um, upbringing, had a lot of a lot of issues as a kid. Not the most traditional upbringing, but an idiot like me is able to make it become a self-made millionaire, marry my high school sweetheart, and have three very healthy, amazing children. This is the greatest country in the world. So you need people like me, who have somewhat of a phone, who are willing to get out there mm-hmm. and from the mountaintop and win like you look at some of the best campaigns of all time trump was outspent you know hillary had all the money in the world well, she had that soros money going on man and then you yeah. had um, then you had truman back in the day getting on trains you gotta have someone who's willing to hop and i'm sorry dude that you, you, you're soft-spoken you know beautiful woman there like she's great she you know i've read some of her stuff i agree with a lot of her stuff but it's not the ticket bro i mean if you got a woman who's out there and just like you look at some of these, these firebrands, like look at, uh, Trump's, uh, press secretary. You get, you get her, some of i like heard. She's going to
0: win. Oh yeah. i kidding, kidding.
1: She's running. She's running against two literally senile dudes. You know, Trump's just Trump. You know, I have nothing bad to say about Trump. He's what I expected of Trump. I think he's done better than I thought he would. Um, he's definitely followed the constitution much, much better than I thought he would. And I like the fact he's pulling us out of wars overseas. Um, I mean, Obama was just bombing everybody, you know? Um, And and then you have Biden and Biden doesn't know where the hell he is. (laughs) So you just need someone who's willing to call that out, get out there and and start small, like have little town halls. And it's amazing. Those things will grow. But right now this, I don't know. And and this is something I say from the bottom of my heart, like, look, I would love to, but right now being that you're literally, you have Trump versus Biden. And it's too late. You had four, three years to come up with a candidate and start a campaign. And, and the libertarians failed to put up that viable party. should have started the day Trump was inaugurated. Whoever was going to run for libertarian party, that's what, what, what libertarians yeah. just chalk up 2020, don't even care about anything. And then look, 2024, we're going to win this thing. And this is the dude and we're, or the chick. And we're going to start right now and we're blasted. And we're going to start campaigning three years out.
0: I mean I'm on board for that. I just hope that uh, the LP is on board for that. So so how about this? Let's um let's do a little bit of a one eighty because I do like to, to focus not only on the political side of things, but also the cultural side of things. Um, you know, who's a Andrew Breitbart? Politics is always downstream of culture. Um so you obviously are are you know in the fitness industry um you know you yourself professional bodybuilders so i i do find it interesting and i i'm i'm curious because i myself i went through a pretty big you know weight loss slash um body transformation story going from 380 down to 200 and then um you know putting on a bunch of muscle getting celiac disease ballooning up to like you know 300 again somewhere in there and then losing a bunch of weight again so so for me it was a great opportunity to you know be able to actually practice what i preach and that is you know living the the principles and, and actually focusing on personal responsibility that's you know focusing on doing your workouts every day focusing on what you're eating and I do wonder and Mark because obviously this is your career this is your profession is do you think that there's maybe a correlation between a a person who does take care of their their temple their 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 bodies to the extent you know like professional bodybuilders or people just who are much more conscious on you know keeping themselves physically fit physically strong, with um, also maybe being more towards a libertarian conservative um, political bent? Do you think there's maybe a correlation there?
1: Bodybuilders are overwhelmingly conservative um, on both sides, and regardless of race ethnicity. Um, they might not even know they're conservative, but their values are usually that of conservative values. And a lot of the bodybuilders who are in their 30s and 40s, you know, 30s my age, you know, they're they're usually family people. You know, you got to think about what a bodybuilder mentality is. Like, you're a consistent, regimented, strict person. Everything from the meals you eat to your training every day, that takes personal responsibility. If you miss a workout, you can't blame it on the man. You can't blame it on systemic workoutism. you <laughs> You just blame it on yourself being a lazy ass. And that's what it comes down to. And thinking about it, like bodybuilding, we always get called meatheads and dumb, this, that, the other. Man, bodybuilding, weight, just exercise in general, not even bodybuilding. Look, it's any movement. It is the one thing you can do that literally makes your brain smarter the first time you do it. That's a scientific fact, not a scientific assumption. That is a fact. It is the one thing you can do. If you look at your brain scan before and after a walk, before the walk, it's great. Nothing's going on. After the walk, it's lit up like a Christmas tree. Exercise. And I, and that's why I found if you go to any gym, it's 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 a very conservative libertarian mindset. And that's because, and I've also found being on Twitter, a lot of these guys, the conservative guys that I follow, that follow me, that were friends, you know, I'm friends offline with a lot of these guys, man, they train, they work out, they're, they're meat, they're muscle heads. They don't show it, but they're always like, hey, man, what uh, what, what do you think about creatine? You know, I, I talk to more conservatives, and maybe it's just because I'm in that world, but if you look at a lot of these liberal spokespeople representatives, like, they, they're usually noodle arms, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and looking at Tifa, and Tifa doesn't even lift. I would love to just take on 10 of those guys. You know, it's like, dude, it's like, it's it's usually indicative, like, they're very weak, um, weak people mentally and physically, and that's why they get, you know, completely brainwashed and that's mm-hmm. it's, and again it's, we're, we're i always say in the gym where the mind leads the body follows you know i always make a thing where i'll pick a weight i could do 10 reps with i do 30 reps i usually get it where the mind leads the body follows but just, just in reverse of that where the body leads the mind follows sound body sound mind
0: yeah, I, I actually I like that a lot, and and it's interesting because you know now I start to think really into it, you do see, um, you know, it is it's it's funny because like you know you look at the stereotype and you're like oh come on like it it, maybe it is a stereotype but like the 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 term that you hear a lot of like this soy boy right like it's like it, it's it's very um, you know it's it's hyper characterized and it's a it's a personification but. It's based on, I would say, some semblances of truth. And, and you do see this kind of, you know, it does expound upon itself in the greater culture war. And you see this, you know, with the, you know, the, the, the anti-fat shaming mentality and you have um, the body positivity mentality. And it's like, it's one thing to be, you know, confident in oneself. It's another thing to like completely ignore one's personal health to the point that you are letting yourself so your physical self get so, you know, so Beyond where it's even respectable in in terms of you know the realm of respectability that that now you you're putting yourself at a greater risk. I mean, I myself I know you know I'm still a big guy. I'm six you know six five and I was at the point in time three hundred and eighty two pounds and like I did yeah I, I I carried it pretty well. I mean it was it was still harder to tell just because I was so tall and I you know pretty muscular guys to begin with but three hundred eighty two pounds that that's a big amount and and you know for me I I did have to really. A, adopt this very regimented, structured lifestyle, and and it's funny because you mentioned it, Mark. I don't think a lot of people really think of that as being, um, you know, conservative, but it it really is because part yeah. of you know, conservative is uh, conservatism. I'd say part of libertarianism on top of that too is that you do have to kind of follow the rules, right? And and that's part of. Not not like these these laws that are in place, but more so the the principles, the guiding principles that people are supposed to be looking at. Um and, and when you look at something like a conservative and you say, you know, hey, and this is actually Michael Mouse's favorite quote, you know, conservatives are are progressives driving the speed limit, they probably get upset and they get a little offended. But I I, I think it's important for us to at least acknowledge that, hey, the laws that you're supporting, these are laws that were supported, you know, 50 years ago by by the folks that you're you're fighting against today. So, um, you know, I, I do think that there definitely is a very strong cultural aspect. If we can start to make the connections in people's personal lives, then we can help them make these these connections on a uh, a more grander political scale. But with that being said, Mark, let's kind of wrap up here. I wanted to uh, to give you the the, the final uh, floor here for this show, um, because yeah. my show is overtly political, and it's very rare that I actually get to have folks who are outside of our traditional political movements on the show. So with that being said, I'd love for you to kind of give a, a quick, um, you know, elevator pitch to not only um, the great work that you guys are doing over at, at Tiger Fitness, but also I know you're doing a lot of personal work um, in your own brands. So let's kind of give you a, a chance here to uh, to give a, a big pitch for uh, for all your uh, your brands that you're covering and also where folks can go ahead and follow you and stay up to date uh, with all the great stuff you're doing over there at Tiger Fitness, but also over on social media.
1: Oh, man, that's, that's great. I, I normally when I do these, I, I try not to turn it into a marketing fest. But yeah, TigerFitness.com is We're now the number one uh, nutritional supplement website in America. Wow. We've been really well. It's been a fantastic voyage. Um, With that, we have a brand called MTS Nutrition, which is sold all over the place. It's including TigerFitness.com. And I created something called the Outright Bar, which is a whole food bar, a healthy snack option. I actually formulated it originally for my kids. But it's actually the number one selling bar at the vitamin shop this year. So (laughs) it's available at all vitamin shops, also TigerFitness.com whole food based, no sugar, alcohols, no probiotic fiber. So you digest it easily. And if you want to follow me on YouTube on youtube.com slash tiger fitness, everywhere else, it's Mark Lobliner. That's at M A R C L O B L I N E R everywhere else. So it, it's an honor and pleasure. And anytime you want me back on, I'll be sure to make the time.
0: For sure, Mark. All right, folks. Well, listen, I'll include those links to uh, to Mark in the show notes. But, folks, if you enjoyed Mark, make sure you go ahead and follow him over on social media, but also over at Tiger Fitness. Mark, thanks for joining the show.
1: Thank you so much. You have a great rest of your week, sir.
0: All righty, folks. So that's going to wrap up my conversation with Mark Loebliner here on The Brian Nichols Show. If you enjoyed today's show, well, do me a favor. Number one, go ahead and uh, go at- give us a share uh, with all your social media out there. Uh, but you make sure you tag me first at Liberty on um, Twitter, Facebook. Minds.com. Those are where you can go ahead and find me on social media. But also, you can go ahead and find me at BrianNicholsShow.com. You will find an archive of all 120 plus episodes, plus bonus episodes that are out there of all past guests, including uh, Libertarian presidential candidate Joe Jorgensen, uh, Libertarian congressional representative Justin Amash, uh, Republican Congressman Thomas massey and a slew of other phenomenal candidates from think tanks to entrepreneurs um, to to folks who are just out there fighting the good fight in politics. Politics, uh, a lot of great episodes. Um, but for those of you who want to hear some guests who have not appeared in the Brian Nichols show yet, and you want me to make sure that I, I know who they are, email me Brian at show.com Now, here we go. What do we have coming up? And I, I say it because we have a ton of amazing guests that have uh have been recorded. And I say it because they have been recorded, they have not aired yet, because I've had a plethora of guests coming on the show because we've had so much happening because the world can't seemingly slow down. So I have uh, great folks like Jason Scheftel who's going to be coming on the show. Jason uh, discussed a lot of uh, Chinese history, which I never had really dug into, um, but kind of how China got to uh, where they are today. Um, also, I uh, had a great episode discussing uh, with, with Scott Beyer, uh various ways of, of market urbanism, focusing on um, housing, transportation, the public sector, and so forth. Steve Skelton, a libertarian congressional candidate out in, I believe it was Washington. I hope I was right there. I know he's right outside of Seattle, so is that, yeah, that's right, yeah. Geography was never my my highlight. Miss Maccabee somewhere is frowning because I'm failing my map minute quiz right now for the United States. And only the folks from my high school, oh, I say high school, my sixth grade class, um, or at least folks who experienced that know exactly what I'm referring to. Map minutes were um, were fun. We'll say fun. Um, okay, map minutes. Basically what you had to do is you had like, literally as a map of, of the United States and you had on the side, it was one through 50 and you had to put which number was in which state. So, you you know, New York was number one. You put the one in New York state. Two was Pennsylvania. You put two in Pennsylvania. And you had to do it. Not only did you have to do it for the United States, but we had to do it for every single country. We ended up doing it for every single country. Africa, South America, Asia, like everything in between. All the little small ones. I mean, it was... It was one of those things i never thought that i would be able to do but man looking back in sixth grade i was able to do it so thank you my public schooling education because i can literally tell you where every single um well i used to at least until it faded away getting older and mumbling and rambling uh with that being said folks i don't want to keep you here too long but looking ahead you have so many amazing shows so what you need to do and yes if you haven't checked out my appearance over on the uh, Freckles and Brit show with uh, with Freckled Liberty and and Brit uh, tweets by Brit over on Twitter, um, go ahead and check that out. Cause yes, you should smash that subscribe button, as I mentioned in the, the, the episode there with them, smash the subscribe button so you can make sure that you're not going to miss out on any of these phenomenal episodes that are coming down the pike. So with that being said, folks, again, you can go ahead and follow me over on social media, B. liberty. email me brian at briannicholsshow.com. But with that being said, signing off for Mark Loebliner here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you
1: next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.